Man, Michael Malone has a new nickname in Denver. Fortune teller Kendrick Perkins has some predictions about this offseason. And Nikola Jokic is the anti-Mamba mentality. I'm Rosa Panta. This is a Clinic All-NBA podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good, feeling great. I'm not an A's fan, but I'm sporting the Oakland Athletic shirt. So hopefully they stay in the Bay. Oh, yeah, stay in the Bay indeed. John, how you living, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Tomorrow's Friday. Let's go. Definitely Friday tomorrow. Sammy, how you living, my friend? I am mourning the loss of sports for the summer outside of baseball <laughs> and the WNBA, apparently, and we are we are moving on, and I'm at peace. Let's go. We are definitely moving on, boys, but we still have some basketball to talk about today was a parade for the Denver Nuggets, and there were some Nuggets, per se, that came out of the parade, like this from Vic Lombardi as he was introducing Michael Malone. This is a dub or dud moment, so I want you guys to say whether or not it was a dub or a dud. Vic Lombardi said this about Michael Malone. He said, he came into this world as the son of a coach, but in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. Who's my daddy? I want you guys to say whether or not this was a dub or a dud. I'm going to save John last here, our, our Lakers uh, stand. I'm going to start with Sammy. Sammy, what do you think? Who's my daddy? There's no amount of words I can express to say how massive a dud this really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's you your like championship it? parade. Like You're elevating the value of a team that you didn't even beat in the finals that you beat in the conference finals and you keep plugging them back in. It says that even though you swept them for some reason, and I don't blame Michael Malone for this, I blame Lombardi. Why bring him up? Celebrate the day. If you're gonna talk your ish, do it about the team you beat in the finals. I, I just, I don't get it. it. It feels like a cry for attention. I'm actually defending on the Lakers on this. That makes it an even bigger dud. That is something that I'm not ever supposed to be doing. So just all kinds of dud. All kinds. Dud. All right, JJ. What you think? I always say, when you win, you can do whatever you want. But I'm with Sammy here. This is a dud. Whoa. Like what I always say, follow the demigod, Jay-Z. I'm not looking at you dudes, I'm looking past you. When you're on the top of the food chain, when you're a champion, no need to look down on the champion, or look down on your competition. And hey, I'm gonna just say this, you just beat a playoff team. That's who you're describing, the Lakers. No offense, John, but they came in as a play-in team, and now you're bringing them up rent-free in your mind, the Lakers. Come on now. Wow. All right, John. Here we go. What you think? Saving the worst for last. Let me tell you. I thought Michael Malone was the only guy on the Nuggets that was living rent-free. That <laughs> was living rent-free in the Lakers' head. Because this is like Vic Lombardi too, man. This is crazy to me. Thinking about the Lakers and talking about them after you beat the Miami Heat in the finals, I mean... I'm with Sammy and JJ. Massive dud. I don't even understand why the Lakers are being brought up. Like I said, living rent-free. And that's fine with that. I'm okay with that. I feel like, to me, that's just 
a clear indication that they're always on your mind and you you value them and you 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 think of them highly that's what it says to me so what do they what jj what do you always say if if they ain't hating you know if they're if they're hating you're doing something right exactly you so, are a hater i'll take it i don't care but it's still a dud massive I'm gonna, dud i'm gonna spin this a little bit i'm gonna say it was a dub that it was a win and the reason why i'm saying this is because like we have to realize that the lakers is the villain to all other teams that aren't the lakers so like he's talking to the crowd here he's getting them hyped up you know they've thought about the lakers over and over and over so he addresses that and the other reason why i think it's a dub is because i need more rivalries we're too friendly here in the nba so i like the lakers being called out i like that the lakers have bulletin board material like because you know this is going to recycle right next year when the lakers beat the nuggets during a regular season let's say they're gonna bring this up again so i'm for it i'm absolutely for it i'm gonna move forward here i want to talk about Nikola Jokic just because he's such a strange finals mvp winner like you think about like kobe bryant michael jordan lebron james steph curry about their mentality going into basketball and Nikola Jokic over the past let's say a few months he's done things or said things that's kind of the opposite here and i want you guys to kind of comment on that for example Nikola Jokic he said basketball is not the main thing in my life it's something that i'm good oh, at no. also when he got the finals mvp trophy apparently he lost it did you guys hear that he yeah. lost the mvp trophy he's like i don't I have no idea where it is like wow. i left it in a trainer's room and now it's gone and i don't know where it is he also had this to say. He said, the job is done. We can go home now. <laughs> wow. When he was told about the parade, he got upset, visibly upset, started rubbing his face. He was like, no, no, I have to go home. <laughs> and then a couple months ago, he had this quote. Nobody likes his job, or maybe they do. They're lying. Wow. Coming from a finals MVP. One, is this like a little concerning? Like talking about the future of the Nuggets, the future of Nikola Jokic, just this mentality has already reached, reached the mountain top. Is it an overreaction to think that Nikola Jokic might kind of turn it down a little bit? Or what do you guys think? I don't necessarily think so, only because if he clearly, and I can't fault him for this, a lot of people feel this way about their job. If he's not like a basketball junkie, then he's already at a certain level where he's not going to the extreme anyway. So I don't imagine him turning it down because it's like he's going and punching the clock anyway. That's the approach he seems to be taking and it's working. So I don't worry about that. I almost wonder in a reverse way, like because he's not going as potentially hard as he could, is it actually gonna give him more longevity because He's going at a certain effort <laughs> level where he's not going extreme and is just going to be sitting there at like 40 saying, I don't want to give up these checks, so I'm still out here for the next 12, 13 years. But, I mean, it's concerning maybe in the way that we as fans always assume that our favorite players love the games they play, whether mm -hmm. it's football, basketball, whatever. And the reality is that that's not true. It's just that Jokic is the one who's outright willing to basically say, I'd rather be at home 
with my horses and go oh. from there. So he got the job done, so you, you can't fault him. But I, that's That was my take on it. I didn't... It was a little unexpected, or, and it's been a little continual, but I don't mind it if he's just being outright about how he feels. So, what did you guys think? I thought he was... Like, he played the cool guy card, like, oh man, I don't even love this game, and I and I still won. Which is really cool, you know? Like, and uh, whether it's true or not, what I'll reference is Shaq Diesel. And we always question, the fans always question, did he really put basketball first? Because even him and Kobe had some squabbles because of that, because he came into camp out of shape. Now with Shaq, no one complained that he didn't put basketball first. Because what did he do with Kobe? He won championships. Yeah, true. And that's what Jokic just did. And if you think about Jokic and what he just experienced, this is his first title run. He's probably tired. He was probably stressed out. And he hasn't been home in a very, very long time. It's just like, um, I don't know. I I can't relate to this because I've never ran a long marathon. It seems pretty terrible, but you, you have all this much training for this one event. It's probably like not enjoyable. And then you cross the finish line and you cry and you're like, yes, I'm finally finished. And then you're like, I never want to do that again. It's probably how Jokic feels. He's finally done with the marathon of basketball. That's a great comparison. Shaq also said that the famous line, why do I need to practice the dunk? <laughs> Very true. Yep. I feel, oh, I feel oh. like I feel like if I when I think about a marathon, it just sounds terrible to me, beginning to end. Thank you. Like I, I think it would just be terrible <laughs> from, from beginning to end. I don't think I'd look forward to it and then be relieved when it was over. I would just not do it. But that's just me. I'm just, just our listeners it. are calling us lazy right now, man. I can hear it already. Go ahead. What's, what's, what's I, funny? I high. <laughs> what's funny about this quote too is, or some of these quotes is that, man, Jokic must be fun at parties. If this is his reaction to winning the, the pinnacle, the apex, the thing that you want the most in basketball. But again, like you guys mentioned. It's not his passion, and you got to respect his honesty. But what's interesting to me is that I don't know if you caught the parade, but I saw some of the highlights. Is that he said when he when he spoke, "This is the best day of my effing life." Quote, and it just doesn't match up to his reaction initially when he won the championship. So maybe he was just there was a shock from him, and he just didn't know how to. Uh, showcase his, his true feelings at the time but also part of me is thinking maybe his PR team his agent pulled him to the side before this parade and said hey man you you gotta show a little bit more more excitement you gotta this is not a good look man you gotta be a little more excited about winning an NBA championship we don't want you know we don't want the news media or the speculation to start popping up about how you don't want interested in the game running with these wild stories but you know, it, it's just funny to me. That's something that I caught on when I watched the the highlights of the parade. But you know, you can't you can't question the guy's value, his how important he is to the team, and not only for the team but for the game of basketball. He's he's a joy to watch, and that's something that obviously I was bitter about when he he crushed my Lakers. But 
you like as a pure basketball fan you can't deny how seamless and how easy he makes the game so you know he's earned the right to react however he wanted to i just thought it was funny that you know he's in any in any other scenario for any other player they would be ecstatic and i think there was somebody actually put a video of him 54 seconds of him being reactionless and not showing any emotion <laughs> after he won the title somebody actually counted out 54 seconds oh man so it's hilarious it's just funny to me man yeah I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I don't think it's anything to overreact to. I I was looking at Twitter and all the comments and they're like, oh, this guy's going to retire any moment. He's already done it, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe it. I think it's just part of this guy's personality where he just kind of does things sort of nonchalantly, but is just uber talented. I don't think he's going anywhere for a very long time. We have to talk about Kendrick Perkins here. He had some off-season predictions and he's got five of them. And I'm going to list them here for you. And you guys just sort of like react to it. Tell me what you guys want to talk about. I'm going to say, maybe talk about first what we think is most believable. So the first one is Bradley Beal to the Celtics. Second is Fred Van Vliet to the 76ers. Third is Brooke Lopez re-signs with the Bucks. Fourth is James Harden to the Lakers. And fifth is Draymond Green to the Suns. Which one of these is actually believable to you guys? Y'all know, y'all know which know which one I'm picking, right? Don't, don't. Oh <laughs> not. Are you doing the Lakers one? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, you know who my MVP oh my is, God. right? My MVP pick, James, man. Yeah, if he goes <laughs> to the Lakers, I may not. I may stop being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Most uh, let me marinate. Let me marinate on it. I'm thinking about it. I don't know yet. Somebody else go. Uh, go. I mean, the most realistic one is the most boring one, which is Brooke Lopez resigning with the Bucks. To me, yeah, it's boring. It doesn't rock the boat, but that's probably most likely. James Harden to the Lakers and Draymond Green to the Suns. Just stop. Just let's let's just stop. I think those have to be the most ridiculous, right? Those are insane. Just. From the financial aspect to begin with, and how many basketballs are you going to exactly have the Lakers playing with if you're going to put Harden there with LeBron? What's Harden going to do with LeBron? That's not going to work. Like, I will say this, though. If James Harden goes to the Lakers and they re-sign Austin Reeves somehow, you got the two biggest foul merchants on the same team. Oh, God, that would be 50 unwatchable. Free, 50 free throws total. Be like no the thanks. slowest moving games possible. JJ, JJ, would, lose, what do you JJ would lose it completely. <laughs> I wouldn't watch Laker games if that was the case. What do I think is most believable out of the left out of the two that's left? Let's go ahead and talk about Fred Van Vliet to the 76ers. They do need a point guard. I think that James Harden, when he did play point, yes, his assist went up. But it would be nice if James Harden, if he can adapt his role to more catch and shoot, which would help his body and maintain, um, or not maintain, but prohibit more injury or maybe prohibit him from being tired in the playoffs. So just to have yeah. that bandwidth lessen the playoffs. And Van, Van Vliet, he's a two-way guard, which they desperately need. So I would say that's more realistic than 
Bradley Beal to the Celtics because let's just be real. Is Bradley Beal better than Jalen Brown? I would say no. Jalen Brown's a two-way player, but you could also argue, do you want to get off that contract of uh, Jalen Brown, which potentially could be $295 million, which is super crazy. The only problem with that, though, is Beal's contract is not outstanding, we'll say. It's, it's pretty high, too. Yeah. I will say on that front, I think we're going to be surprised at what the return for Beal is going to be if he does get traded, because I think it's going to be lower than what everyone's thinking because his contract is mm. horrendous. So I think if that, I agree with you, I don't think that one's going to happen, but I think if it did, it would actually not, it wouldn't involve Tatum or Brown. I'll throw mm. that out there. I, you think I, it, would, it would be Tatum? Oh, wait. Neither. I think neither. it would okay. be, Marcus I think Smart it would be other pieces. Like Robert Smart, Williams, maybe yeah. Robert Williams, like pieces like that. Oh, okay. I, I just do not, and you guys can call me out and throw this in my face if I'm wrong, but I do not think the return on Beal is going to be nearly as high as what people are thinking it's going to be. Just to mention You're probably right, because of his injury. Because of his injury. That, and he makes, I think, 55. It's either 50 or yeah. 55. His contract is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. I honestly think that the, the Beal to the Celtics is probably the most probable out of this list. Um, Contract-wise, it's a little tricky. Money, you know, finance, financially. But I think Sammy's on to something where I think the Celtics are going to try to move all, all those rotational uh, role players than Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I think they're trying to form a big three, whatever you want to call it. But Bradley, uh, Fred Van Vliet to the 76ers, to me, unless they, unless James Harden goes elsewhere, I don't see this happening just because James Harden needs the ball in his hand. So when you have someone like Fred Van Vliet, he's going to take that away from James Harden. And so I don't, if Fred Van Vliet is going to be a viable option, they're going to have to give it to James Harden. Is the James Harden to Houston rumor still alive? Is that still a thing? Yeah, it's still out there. I mean, I feel like that could happen. John, you never addressed James Harden to the Lakers. Do you like that or not? Nah? <laughs> I thought that was a joke. I thought, we're, I, thought that was in, I thought that was on there because somebody tried to be funny when they were creating the outline. Well, Kendrick Perkins can be funny. Well, yes, I know. I, well, yeah, but it's definitely a slow off season when you know you're, you're, you're centering some of your content around Kendrick Perkins' off-season predictions. (laughs) This is true. And with that, we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances at winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Use code CLINIC, all NBA, for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a feature called Slide the Line where users can raise in or lower an ad, a line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Download the app indeed. We're going to talk about now Shannon Sharp has officially left undisputed he had this to say on the show he said ladies and gentlemen this is officially my last day at work after seven years the train stops with shannon sharp and undisputed right here skip bayless you fought for me i'm here because of you you've allowed me to share the stage with you you allow me to share the platform this comment was a little surprising because there's been rumors that shannon sharp and skip bayless have not been i guess friendly with each other 
do you guys were you guys surprised that Shannon Sharp left undisputed? My turn. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. <laughs> no, I'm a little surprised by it. But again, I think there's more than meets the eye with his his end or his speech that he gave where he got teary-eyed. I think there is some, I don't want to say it's disingenuous, but I, I feel like there there is some authenticity in what he said. But I also think that, what do they always say in any profession? Whether it's the news, whether it's marketing, whether it's, you know, the medical field. When you leave a job, don't burn your bridges. That is the number one rule whenever you leave a position, Absolutely. a job, don't burn your bridges. So whether or not you can say that he was kind of encouraged to do that, or whether or not some of it is genuine and he wanted to do it himself, I, it's probably a mixture of both. But ultimately, don't burn your bridges. You don't. There's a lot of connections, obviously, in national in media. There are a lot of people who know who know people. Skip Bayless has been around for a long time. So if Shannon Sharp wants to stay in the industry, it's a smart thing to do. So it was the right political move to do. But I also think there's 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 obviously some history and some feelings. And I thought I think part of it is genuine. I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought it was genuine. Um, Shannon Sharp. Sammy knows this because he watches his Chiefs on CBS. Shannon Sharp was a commenter, sports analysis. Then he was great, John, on CBS, but he really blew up when he was on uh, Undisputed. And it was it was just weird the dynamic at a certain point of the year because I remember when they talked about Tom Brady, and this was when Tom Brady had his kind of downturn of um, the season with the Bucks. In fact, I believe it was after Tom Brady lost to our Niners, Jen. And um, Skip Bayless was just saying like, you're not better than than Tom Brady. And it's just like, Shannon Sharp was like, I never said I'm better. And Shannon Sharp said something that kind of stuck with me, which Shannon Sharp said, you would put me down to praise him and I was just like damn interesting that's deep dude and then I'm sure Sammy you could even hit um, some of the points with what happened with the Bills player and Skip Bayless doing the show by himself you remember that I do uh, the night of that game the Bengals Bills game Skip had some tweet I don't remember exactly what it said, but I just remember that it just was very tone deaf. Tone, yeah, that's I think a great he was term. I think he was concerned about the result the, of the game, the right? viewer, the viewership. No, I think he talked about he talked about the playoff implications. That's what it there was. You go. And then he said, but he also said, so he brought up the playoff implications, and then he he ended it with, it just seems very trivial at that point it seems like it doesn't matter but the fact that he actually just brought it up at all right yeah was kind of it came across as disingenuous and a little tone deaf and so obviously in this day and age when people are a lot more sensitive you have a lot of people you know up in arms about things that maybe they shouldn't be it just caused so much of an uproar 
Yeah, and I think it also just relates to... Skip Bayless has made his name by having an agenda when it comes to certain players and continually going at certain topics where it doesn't seem like he's actually saying what he means. It's just what's going to get the biggest rise. Obviously, the biggest example of that is his career talking about LeBron and inserting LeBron <laughs> in situations no matter how much it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. Almost similar to the Vic Lombardi throwing the Lakers in the parade kind of thing. That might as well have been Skip saying something about LeBron the start of the Nuggets parade. <laughs> Same idea. Um, so I think that's what it's related to. I will freely tell you I cannot watch that show and I can't take Skip seriously. A lot of people do, obviously, with how much he makes. Um, but it seemed like that was the tipping point because uh, Shannon Sharp did not come in the day after that happened and after that tweet came out. And then the first day that he did come back, he kind of confronted Skip Bayless about it. And I think he just went downhill from there. But And Skip the didn't time, even like, apologize, dude. No. No, he defended it. He was like, I'm not going to apologize. It... Yeah. So, I have the tweet. I have the tweet here. Um, RJ actually brought it up. He said this was after DeMar Han- Ham- Hamlin. Mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin um, suffered that cardiac arrest. He tweeted, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which is suddenly seems so irrelevant. (laughs) And he kept holding on to that last line. And people were like, why even mention? Yeah. Why even mention the first part? If it's irrelevant, why would would you bring it up? Why even mention it? It was just so tone deaf. And I mean... Yeah, it was totally tone deaf. And you look at like who was commenting. It's not just like it was the general public. Des Bryant, Terrell Owens, Matt Barnes, like yeah. the players were the ones who were coming after him on this. So I think Shannon Sharp was probably very sensitive to that as well, being a former player and putting his health and well-being out there whenever he played that game. So mm-hmm. for sure, hundred percent. And I'm almost convinced that the reason why the Dallas Cowboys haven't won since 1996 is because of Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> it might be cursed. Um, so Shannon, Shannon Sharp, I, I hope he lands somewhere nice because I, I love listening to him. He sometimes has like some wild takes, but he's very entertaining to watch. So shout out to him. But for the show Undisputed, who do you guys mm. think would be like a good partner for Skip Bayless? John, you got to mention it for our listeners. <laughs> you dropped, you, you name dropped a perfect I did. candidate. I did, man. but that was like, that was a joke to me because I don't even know how many filters they could use when he's actually speaking. And he's going to be speaking a lot as a co-host. <laughs> they would have to have that bleep button like Kevin Garnett had on that show that he, that, that ended up being canceled. Is uh. Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. I'll throw that out there. I love it. That's probably the best and the worst decision you could probably make. The best and the worst. I mean, how entertaining would that be? But for sure. I would actually watch the show if Marshawn Lynch (laughs) was the co-host. I think that would be a great decision. Dude, Um, I've I've consumed an unhealthy amount of Marshawn Lynch like YouTube videos just because the guy is so hilarious, dude. Like that whole thing with him and Bear Grylls where they're like out in the wilderness trying to survive <laughs> completely hilarious youtube it if you haven't do you guys have any other suggestions so the other one that's been i do not support this one at all let me put that out front but the that's the name that's circulated out there has been LaShawn mccoy 
Mm. And mm. interesting, LaShawn McCoy, whenever I've heard him give interviews, and I'll freely tell you that maybe I have a little bias about this, he always has a massive agenda of attacking somebody. Like, he's come after Andy Reid a lot because he barely played the last year he was in Kansas City. Mm. Um, so I've heard that he... Thank you. Um, <laughs> but just beyond that, like... I just don't necessarily, I've heard him give interviews and do media before. I personally don't think he's all that entertained to be able to carry a show like this where it's two people debating. I, I don't like that one at all. Um, trying to think, like, you have to put on someone who's very pro-LeBron because they have to have something to talk about and they can't be in agreement. So I, I'm trying to figure out well, who that name is besides Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I think Marshawn Lynch might be the one. I got two people... Go for it. Go for it. Kendrick, per- Kendrick Perkins. This is a perfect on. segue to the next topic. But either or KG or Paul Pierce <laughs> or entertainment value. I would love it. I'll throw one more out there. I just thought of someone actually. I'd like either of them or he's not ready yet. Man, if this was five years from now, wouldn't this scream Draymond to anybody else here? Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's there, there's one, my Sammy. call. I'll put let him do it during the season. Just you know, take a day <laughs> off every now and again during practice. Go film. I would watch that. Draymond's I'm, entertaining. I mean, and he, he put loves out, LeBron. He put out a pod like every game during that Sacramento series. Exactly. How much? I wish. I wish Shaq and Shaq and Charles could create a show. Just the two of them. That would be hysterical. But speaking of Paul Pierce and KG. I know some people have seen this clip, but on KG's podcast, KG Certified, he was on a live stream and Paul Pierce just didn't realize what was happening. He thought his buddy KG just called him to hang out because he was saying some wild things on live stream and it went like this. Here's the timeline. Paul Pierce was asking for a lighter and one of the people like working behind the scenes like tossed it to him. But he didn't like the the like aggressiveness, I guess, of the toss, and he threatened to like smack that person. He's like, "Hey, I, like I'm gonna smack you for throwing it like that." And Kevin Garnett was like, "Relax, man, relax, man." It came from over there, but just relax and just watch the game. And then a few seconds later, Paul Pierce was explaining that he had a friend next to him. He said that she was a girlfriend for hire for the day. And it's like, hey, man, I've got this website. You could hire a girlfriend <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Trying to pitch this to KG. And it's like, KG's like, stop, man, stop. Look right oh, here at the game. Man. Look look at D-Wade at the game. Trying to, like, distract him. And then Paul Pierce was, like, obviously drunk. And he was just saying, like, repeatedly words like, we're popping. We're popping right now. <laughs> KG's like, no, we're not. We're working. We're popping. No, we're working. We're live streaming. No, we're popping. Once you understand the difference between popping and popping, and KG interrupts him, it's like, no, 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 we're live streaming. Paul Pierce says, where? Show me the live stream. And KG goes, it's right here. And he pauses. He looks at the phone and is like, oh, this is it. But he realizes that he's on live. What do you guys think of this fumble? Also, is there any chance that you guys think that this was scripted? Can I do that? I think we've 
I think Scottie Pippen has a threat to his number the number one status as the most awkward former player <laughs> that we've witnessed in the last 10 years. I don't know what is going on here. I've actually haven't seen the clip and I need to watch it because Oh, you need to watch it. Just for sure. How it sounds on this, the transcript alone is entertaining enough for me. So I need to definitely see the body language, the the facial expressions. I need to see it all. So I will leave it at that. Please guys chime in. Last time he live streamed himself doing something like this on air or on IG, I believe he uh, was told not to come back to ESPN. So apparently oh, no. once wasn't enough. <laughs> come on, man. There's there's something up with Paul Pierce and live streams. Dude. They just yeah. it just not, does not get along. Yeah, just just. Oh, man, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Just the, the work says it all does. <laughs> JJ. When I was watching it, I was like, this guy's crazy, man. But what's funny is like, everyone in the room knew what's going on, except Paul Pierce. That's the hilarious part. He's like the sole party that didn't know what's up. Even his girlfriend of the day, even she was just like, stop, stop. <laughs> it's like, he was acting like his, his wife, his yeah, wife that dude. he paid for. For the day. <laughs> Apparently, Paul Pierce has a website you can all visit. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I also think that, like, th there's no way that this could be scripted. By the way, John, once no. you see it, like, this no looks way. absolutely genuine. Like, he's Paul Pierce faded. is just, he's just having a great time. And you know what? Like, Paul Pierce, you're retired. You've done your thing. You have the right to celebrate. But maybe know when, like, a camera is on. That's my only piece of advice for you. But with that, that's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you all. John, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. And uh, shout out to Michael Malone and the Denver Nuggets for always thinking about the Lakers. Detective John. <laughs> and Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Always good to be here, man. Thank you. Sammy takes it all the way. Shout out to RJ, our video producer. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rose Zapanta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.